Hello everyone, happy Wednesday and welcome back to another episode of Unapologetic. I hope everyone had a great past week. I just finished up at the gym and decided I would sit down and record tonight for everyone. And as I pressed play, I realized that I'm really fucking tongue-tied today, so this should just be a lot of fun and we'll just see how today's episode goes. But all week I realized that I did not appropriately update anyone last week because last week I said that nothing was going on and I completely forgot to mention the fact that I got roofied at the bar the other weekend. It's really unfortunate that I can say that so calmly but this is the second time that I've ever been roofied and I'm honestly surprised that it has not been more with how often I go out. I guess I feel lucky that way that it's only happened to me twice but it fucking sucks, dude. Like, fortunately, I have always been around my friends and we've, like, always made it home, like, woken up in bed by myself. Thank God for that. But it was really weird because the first time that ever happened to me, I, like, was projectile vomiting and it was, like, black and disgusting and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And that entire next day, like, me and the two other friends that I went out with that night, like, we all just were absolutely dead. Like, we had planned to go to breakfast the next morning. We didn't even make it to breakfast until two o'clock. I had to pull over because I was literally gonna throw up. I threw up, like, on the inside of the car and on the side of the road because I could not open the door fast enough to throw up. Like, my body was, I mean, literally poisoned. (laughs) So that was my first experience with that. Fortunately or unfortunately, I guess, I know who did it the first time and I've never hung around with this person since then. So imagine my surprise when I realize that it's happened to me again. The four of us went out, four of us girls, and it was kind of like our last hurrah at our hometown bar before Sydney moves. And we were pretty lit by the time we got to the bar. I will say that. But I know how much I drank at the bar and I drink that much like pretty much every time I go out and I've never felt like that the next day. (laughs) Normally like when we go out I can even if I'm really 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 sloshed I can still piece the night together or like between the two three or four of us like we can always piece everything together but when we went out this last time our all of our phones like all of our memories are completely blank starting at like 12 30 a.m until the next morning it's honestly like really fucking concerning that that's happening like in a small town bar i feel like if i go back the next time i'm definitely probably gonna say something because this is not the first time it's happened to me the thing is i'm the kind of person like my drink never leaves my hand ever and (laughs) that could be a little bit uh that could come across the wrong way but I am the type of person like I'm very very cautious no matter how fucked up I am like hand is always over the top of my drink like I hold my drink from the top with my index finger and my middle finger like around the straw like I have always done that ever since I like since I was 21 I've always done that because I've always been paranoid about getting <laughs> drugged at the bar because of <laughs> past trauma of course but I am like a very responsible drinker when I go out in that way like 
I just, I never set my drink down. I almost never take drinks from someone unless it's someone that I know very well. Or if someone does buy me a drink, I will sit there and watch the bartender pour it and bring it to me. Like, there is no scandalous activity happening between the drink being made and the drink being given to me. So I have no fucking clue what happened this last time. I'm honestly trying not to think about it because the more I read into it, the more I'm like, what the fuck happened? And the scarier it gets. But the the reason that I really knew that I had been roofied again was in the morning, like, Sid and our other friends came into my room and as soon as Sydney sat down, I, like, was like, bro, someone smells like puke. Like, who the fuck is it? And, like, every time one of us moved, it, like, smelled like puke. And I'm like, dude, did somebody puke last night? Like, who fucking puked? Because I knew that I hadn't puked. Or at least I thought that I hadn't puked. But because I literally remember absolutely nothing, and not just me, but all of us remember nothing from 12.30 a.m., till the morning like who fucking knows well I go I get up and I go into the bathroom and there's fucking puke guys this is disgusting there's puke in my fucking hair like the whole right side of my like face framing was puke god that's so gross I don't know if I like attempted to clean it the night before or what but like it didn't look like puke but I like realized that this chunk of hair was like stuck together when I went to the bathroom I was like what the fuck and I look at the back of my sleeve because of course my drunk ass slept in the shirt that I was wearing out and I was wearing like a long sleeve like cropped sweater and I like turned my arm like inward and there was puke like all along like a stain of it all along the backside of my arm and I'm like first off I can, I can see how I got puke in my hair. Like, that's, that makes perfect sense to me. But the back of my sleeve, like, what? I must have been contorting in some weird-ass positions to puke on the back of my fucking sleeve. It was so weird, and I'm like, well, I must have puked in the toilet and then, like, got it on myself or, like, wiped my puke mouth on my sweater or something, and then... Because there was, like, no sign of puke anywhere. So, I'm like, whatever. I guess I made it to the fucking toilet or outside or something. Until I walk in to this very office. And on my office rug, there was, like, first off, okay, it looked like diarrhea. So, I was, like, blaming the dog. And I was like, dude, I think that Coda, like, shit, like, massive diarrhea in the fucking office. And Sydney's, like, scrubbing it, cleaning it up, and she goes, bro, this is puke. I'm like, what in the hell? So, whether it was me or one of us fucking puked on the office floor, but I just keep replaying in my mind, like, why drunk would I have come into my office and thrown up? Like, there was, there would have been no reason for me to come into my office at all. So, I have no fucking clue but it it was an absolute train wreck and what did we do the next morning we went and got mimosas so if that shows you how any of that went I just like cannot I I cannot fathom that I've been roofied at my hometown bar more than once it's so fucked up girls be safe out there 
I just feel like you never know who's around anymore, like drunk, sober, whatever. Like you just really never know who's around. And even if you know someone, you might not know them as well as you think or hope that you do. So it's just very concerning. And I am a big proponent of like, do not take drinks from anyone, regardless of whether you trust them or not. Like just don't do it. Order your own drinks. Like if you want guys to pay for your drink, like stand right fucking next to them and watch the bartender pour the drink. Like, don't give him come fuck me eyes until that drink is poured and in your hand and it's covered. Because you just do not know when and where that can happen to you. And I'm very fortunate that both times I have made it home by myself safely. But it's really fucking scary. Like, guys, the last picture of my phone, (laughs) I'm going to post it on Instagram, so make sure you're following Instagram at this is unapologetic. But the last picture in my phone from that night is literally a screenshot of me calling the shuttle driver, a video of the bottom of my chin making a peace sign, and then a text to Sydney that says, where are you? And I said, upstairs, where are you guys? What's happening? And she says, IDK where you are. And I told her where I was. I said, I'm going to ask the driver to take us home. Hurry. Hurry up. Where are you? Hurry. Hurry. Think what the fuck? I'm going to post these because this will just really let you into how much of a shit show my life is sometimes. It's a disaster around here in this town sometimes. Like, small towns, they can really just fuck you over, apparently. So, just be safe out there. There are these things that I keep seeing on, like, Instagram and TikTok ads that it's a scrunchie and then, like, The inside of the scrunchie like pulls out and you can put it over the top of your drink and like put the straw through it and I used to think like oh there's no reason for something like that because I always like put my hand over the top and my fingers around the straw but maybe there is a fucking reason and I might be the one idiot that goes out and looks like a moron for having that on there but I think it might honestly be like probably one of the smartest decisions especially if like you're planning on getting really wasted with your friends or you just like don't know exactly where you're gonna be, I think that that's probably something that could be very, very healthy mentally <laughs> and physically for everyone to do is to just like have one on your wrist or something or like just straight up do not set your drink down, do not take drinks from people and just really play it safe because you never fucking know. Also, that night, I was so drunk that this is part of the night that I remember. I remember I saw one of my clients there, and it's, I cut him and his one brother's hair, and they're four, there's four of them, there's four brothers, and I saw the one that I cut his hair, but I will tell you, guys, I don't fucking remember which one it was, and that's so bad, like, that is so bad, because in six weeks or probably like five now, I'm going to see them again. And I'm going to be like, um, oh, that was, you saw me? I saw you? Like, oh, weird. So I'm just going to pretend that nothing happened and just go from there because that's just so fucking awkward. Mind you, these two brothers that I do, like one is really, really talkative and the other one just like sits there with his eyes closed while I cut his hair the whole time. And For some reason, like, I really think that the one that I was talking to at the bar was the one that always sits with his eyes closed when I cut his hair. So, it just, like, but it wouldn't really make sense for me to, like, have a five-minute conversation with that one 
because we barely even talk when I cut his hair. It would make more sense if it was the other brother. But, dude, mm. so stay tuned for that update if that ever comes. We'll see if one of them brings it up and then I'll have to, um, <laughs> have to explain myself on that one. That's one of the downfalls of living in a small town right there, I'll tell you. But I had a lot more updates than I really wanted to share, obviously. I probably just, like, forgot or was trying not to remember <laughs> what happened the week before, but who freaking knows, but it was just... It was a crazy time. Now, this past week has been really, really busy. I taught a class at our salon over the weekend. I have worked, like, from last Wednesday. I worked Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then I'm working... Well, I worked Monday, Tuesday, today. I work Wednesday, and I work half a day on Thursday, and then I'm leaving for North Carolina because Sydney's finally moving down there and I won't get back till Tuesday. So this is like a busy fucking stretch, you guys. But we're just trying to stay positive and just keep on cruising. So I was recently introduced to this term called slugging. Let's get into it. TikTok has opened up an entire new world for all things beauty, skincare, sex, literally everything. Honestly, I can't believe how much TikTok encompasses as a whole, but I recently came across this thing called slugging. And before I even talk about what it is, can we just talk about the fucking name of it? Slugging? Like, that's fucking gross. Like, who even came up with that? But it's a Korean skincare thing that they do. And basically what it encompasses is putting a Vaseline or petroleum jelly substance on your face, like, after you do all of your skincare. And the whole thing with it is it's supposed to lock in the moisture into your skin. And it's apparently really good for people. Even people with acne, they're saying, like, if you put, like, your salicylic acid creams and all of that stuff on and then to use like some sort of slugging type of cream like over the top to just keep everything locked in and like keep the products and the moisture and everything but I did a lot of research on it when I first found out about it in general because I was just like how does this not clog people's pores I just can't imagine it not clogging your pores and I can't imagine it being good for someone who has acneic skin because I would just think that it would keep all of like the oils and bacteria and like sebum like shoved into your pores. I don't fully understand it but what they're saying is just to use like a pea size of it all around your whole face and just rub it in and then go to bed and apart from the fact that I feel like it would really clog your pores I just think that you would wake up and your hair would be so greasy. Like, I move a lot in my sleep anymore and I feel like my hair would then be like plastered to my forehead just from moving around and then I would have to like get up and wash my hair in the morning and I am like a night showerer. Like, I always wash my hair at night. So, I just couldn't imagine going to bed with Vaseline on my face. Vaseline especially. Like, I guess I could see using a Nivea or like a CeraVe 
skincare-based petroleum jelly, but rubbing something about rubbing Vaseline on my face is just very unsettling to me, but people are loving it, and like everyone that I have seen on TikTok and I was doing research like on blogs and stuff, like all of their skin is just radiant and glowing, and it's beautiful. And I think that if I didn't have cystic acne, I probably would think about trying it just to like test it out and see what happens. But I'm way too nervous and my skin is like so sensitive anymore. Like I have my products that I love and I use them. You guys know I love Tula. That's all I use. Like I swear by that stuff now. I just don't want to fuck it up. So if anyone wants to try slugging, let me know how it goes because I'm very intrigued but I just don't feel like I can try it on myself. But I would say to use, like, I don't think I would use Vaseline. I would probably go for, like, Aquaphor or, like, a Nivea petroleum jelly. I don't know. Something about Vaseline just, like, really weirds me out. But give it a try. Let me know what you think because I'm very interested. Apart from that, there are some really strange trends happening right now all across social media and fashion and makeup, skincare, all of that stuff. Like, slugging is definitely the most out there trend that I have seen. But something else with skincare is people are shaving their brows off again. Like, Jeffree Star just really, really made his impact over his past years since MySpace. I don't even know how long he's, like, just been around the internet. I could never ever in a million years shave off part of my brow but girls are doing it and guys alike and it's just now like people are just shaving off a little bit of the tail end because it's like helping lift their face a little bit I guess but I think that I'm just so set in the whole brow mapping era that I just genuinely don't think that I would ever want to shave off the tail of my brow like I've worked hard I've worked hard for those babies and they are staying. Like, they are not going anywhere because I am not about to shave that shit off unless it's a fucking freak accident because that shit ain't happening. But I don't know. It works for some people. But I think the biggest thing is, like, girls are shaving them off a little bit just so they can, like, tweak their brow pencil to, like, make it more lifted or something. I don't know what the deal is. I You would not catch me dead with a razor to my eyebrow. I will just put it there. I know I've talked a little bit in the past about makeup trends this season, and I think that right now we're still seeing a ton of graphic liner, like we're not getting that typical wing. I personally don't think I'll ever retire the wing. I've been wearing a wing since junior year, probably, and unless I'm like trying to do like a different eye look, then I pretty much always have a wing on. That's my everyday go-to makeup look, but we're seeing a lot of graphic liner what I told you guys I was tongue-tied today we're seeing a lot of graphic liner going around a lot of neon liners and just really minimalistic bold eyes if that makes sense so we're seeing like just a little bit of color here and there but nothing too blended nothing too like smoky anything like that like we're seeing bright pinks and greens and purples and stuff like that but just like kind of packed on like random areas of the eye and that's kind of what's been going on with that right now. Apart from that, what I've really noticed is just the overall like glowy, dewy look. 
I think that skincare is the most important thing right now. Like, beautiful glowing skin is what's in and people could give a shit about your makeup as long as your skin looks nice. That's the biggest thing right now and I think like effortless beauty is kind of coming back and it's fun to see that but I also like seeing all the really bold out there looks that people are doing to just kind of spice up the natural looking like glowy skin with a more modern eye look or a bold lip or something like that. Skin is in. I had one request to talk about the mini Uggs that are happening right now that everyone wants to wear with their leggings. And I'll just put it frankly, I have never been an Uggs person, just like I've never been a Crocs person. They've just never been for me, I guess. I was always more of a combat boots wearer when those were in style with really tight skinny jeans. I know that I had a pair of black bear paw boots, which were kind of the knockoff Uggs, but... I really only wore them in deep, deep snow or any time that I was helping my mom outside. I just, first off, the stupid bear paw ones would always crack on the bottom and then my foot would be wet, so it just was never, ever worth it, but I don't know. I just think in high school, I think the mini Ugg trend can live there. I think that's okay, but I think... Once you're out of high school, Uggs gotta go. I mean, whether they're in trend or not, Uggs gotta go, in my, in my opinion. So, take that as you will. While we're talking about this, let's just touch on the Crocs thing real quick. Why? Why are we wanting to wear Crocs with our cute everyday outfits? Why are we wearing them to go to Target? Like, why are we wearing them out on the town? I don't understand it. Crocs have a place. And their place is for gardening, landscaping, or if you're 12. Beyond that, why, I I don't understand. If you have Crocs because it's funny, then I can see it. If you wear them as a joke, I can see it. But if you're just like hanging out in your Crocs, it doesn't make sense to me. If it hurts your feelings, I'm sorry. But I just, I can't. I can't. One other place I can see it is nursing. White Crocs as a nurse or like in a doctor's office or some sort of medical office. That I can see. Beyond that, no. Don't you have better options? Honestly, buy a pair of nice slippers. Wear slippers over Crocs. I will die by that. Put it on my gravestone. Slippers over Crocs. Period. Also, can we talk about the fact that all of the 90s and early 2000s trends are back? We are seeing pink velour jumpsuits again. Juicy Couture is coming back with the rhinestone juicy on the butt of the jumpsuit or the sweatsuit. I'm like, what are we, why do we want to do this again? I don't hate the entire process. I don't hate it because like the early 2000s, we were all young. We were living our best lives then. But if Bobby Jack comes back, man, I don't think we might have to end it all at that point. Another thing I'm seeing is a lot of Hello Kitty again, which I thought Hello Kitty died back in 2002, but apparently not. She's back and better than ever. Also, it's very, very strange. Apart from those little blasts from the pasts, we also have low-rise jeans. And I'm sorry, no one can pull off fucking low-rise jeans. 
Britney Spears, the queen of low-rise jeans herself, cannot even pull off low-rise jeans anymore. I, I never understood them when they were popular because I never thought they were comfortable. Even when I was fucking teeny tiny, I never thought those things were comfortable. So why are we doing it again? Like low-rise jeans and a crop top? Like if you have to shave the top of your pubic area to wear a pair of jeans, we're getting a little too low, okay? I just feel like that's where there starts to be a problem. And we're all miss pro-mental health pro and the stigma. Why the fuck are we putting girls in low-rise jeans again? Talk about ruining your mental health. Talk about fucking with your body image. Let's just, let's collectively not do the low-rise jeans thing. I'm all for getting rid of the really skinny jeans, especially the skinny jeggings. Like, throw those fuckers away. They're done. Just get a nice straight leg jean or a mom jean, boyfriend jean, whatever. But the low rise, man, what are we doing to ourselves? What are we doing to ourselves? Like, I have a hard enough time, like, looking at old pictures where I wore, like, a straight across bathing suit bottom. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like, the little string bikini bottoms and you would never pull them above your hips. They were, like, in line It was so normal back then. And now, if you see someone with, like, a regular bikini bottom on that is straight across and, like, doesn't hug up above the hip, even if it dips down in the front, like, it's just off. Like, it just doesn't, it's not the style anymore. It's not flattering on very many people, I don't think. And I just feel like, why are we, why are we setting ourselves up for failure and if low-rise shorts come back, man, I am out. I am out of that. I would rather wear a trash bag, I think, than ever put a pair of low-rise anything on ever again. Like, I want my jeans to come up to the bottom of my bra. No joke. I don't need... No joke. Like, those fuckers need to come up to the bottom of my bra for comfort. Like, who is sitting down in a low-rise jean and feels like their very best self and comfortable. They're, uh-uh. Uh-uh, honey. No, it's just not happening. I just genuinely feel like fashion has come so far in the past 10 years. Why would we revert back to the low-rise gene? Or, quite frankly, or the majority. The majority of the late 90s, early 2000s trends, why are we clinging to them? I think that there's bits and pieces that you can take from every era, right? Every era for sure. But the velour jumpsuit, why that? Like, just fucking put on a pair of joggers and a crop top. The velour jumpsuit, it just screams Mean Girls or like Jennifer Coolidge in Legally Blonde at the nail salon. Like, fashion has come so far. I feel like leave we got to leave some of it in the past like when we're old we need embarrassing pictures to like look back on to remember our youth and to laugh at it and that is where your sixth grade birthday party velour sweatsuit memories should stay is in a photograph from sixth grade and two with the 90s theme like the little itty bitty butterfly clips i don't think those have should have ever come back 
The claw clip is a vibe. The cute claw clips they have now, 10 out of 10, absolutely. They're, they work. The little bitty butterfly clips, and I just saw, I was at Garage the other day, and I saw, you guys know, the headbands that are a complete circle, and it's like this weird, stretchy plastic, however the fuck they're made, and you just like slide it in, and it like, it's like a fork, and it like forks all your hair back, and like splits it, you, you guys know, I, why? Why are we going to continually set ourselves up to look dumb? It's beyond me. Some of the 90s trends are just so ugly that are coming back, but some of them are not too bad. I feel like a big trend in the 90s was layering or like a bunch of jewel- a bunch of jewelry that's like mix match and things like that. And those are coming back in a little bit of a more tasteful way. Like we're not putting belts over our t-shirts anymore but we're putting sports bras over our dresses so that we can wear a sweater over the dress and then tuck it into the sports bra. Like, there's little tricks like that that I feel like they were kind of born from the rebirth of the 90s trends and, like, the mixing of metals and your jewelry and things like that. Like, those are all good ones to definitely keep in your back pocket, but I feel like we have to kind of leave it at that and just continue to move forward with fashion especially we're going to be seeing fashion week is in a couple weeks there's going to be a whole bunch of new trends just like rolling out right around the corner in the spring and that's always kind of fun to watch just to see what's going to be up and coming it tends to not hit like the regular market for the next three years it seems like but it's always super cool to kind of see just like what's next in big fashion. I know that we're going to be seeing a lot of sustainability on the runways this year. I think a lot of garments made from plastics and like fabric remnants are going to be really hot on the runway this year. I just really have that feeling and from some of the sneak peeks and stuff I've seen of different collections coming out, I feel like that is going to be the thing. So thrifting is probably still going to be big this next coming year and like vintage shopping and all of that sort of stuff which of course that's great for the environment and just like recycling clothes between people but I think that fast fashion as a whole is kind of slowing down a little bit like I haven't been seeing or hearing people talk about Shein quite so much lately which I think is a really good thing. I know I have slowed down my fast fashion shopping as well because I just have really felt like I'm wearing a piece one time for Instagram and then I'm like okay I can't wear it again so I think it's important too to just like create a wardrobe of items that can be recycled and used in a lot of different ways kind of like minimalizing your closet a little bit and just thinking about those sort of things is definitely important and if you really think about it since 2020 we have literally gone through 70s, 80s, 90s, and now early 2000s fashion. It is just like repeating and repeating, which they say history repeats itself, but the fact that we have repeated four decades of fashion trends in two years is pretty insane. So it all comes back to that just like being conscious of what's in your closet and the amount of waste that you're creating. And just remembering that trend chasing is not always the greatest thing to do because those trends phase in and out so quickly, it's really hard to keep up. And I can tell you that in probably three months, that velour sweatsuit that I keep bitching about is probably going to be completely disappeared and you will never see it again for the next 20 years. So just think about those things when you're kind of going after all these new trends. 
the trends are in for a reason because of social media and people are wanting to change up their style a little bit, but it's still in the time where everything's in style right now and you can literally wear whatever the fuck you want. Well, that is all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Unapologetic. You can subscribe for new episodes every single Wednesday and you can follow us on Instagram at this is unapologetic and you can follow me at Rachel Cora. That's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-C-O-R-A-H and I will see you next week.